0: Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. So and Oh Hello everyone and welcome back to the Heat Wave 32 team. In 32 days, we are breaking down every single fantasy player on each team for the upcoming season. Today. We are focusing on the Detroit Lions. I'm your host, the fantasy plug, Tim Petropolis, editor in chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined by the king of this fantasy thing and the lead fantasy analyst for Broto, Michael Petropolis, my brother, of course, and the genius of fantasy, Broto lead data analyst, and the developer of the Fantasy Football by Broto app, Mr. Santiago Casanova. Speaking of the app, download the Fantasy Football by Broto app today for free and become your own expert to dominate fantasy football uh every stat you hear is used today can be found in the app where there are player cards fantasy player grades usage charts start sit tools um who to draft tools player comps podcasts consistency charts game logs coaching tendencies game logs no, I already said that <laughs> articles, rankings, waivers and stats and advanced stats as the as my mom's house phone goes off at the moment, as you guys can tell right here. Um, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards and true matchup rankings. This app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com. Please join Patreon and support the show. It is only three dollars a month and you get an extra waiver wire episode uh, access to Broto Leagues. Leagues that are unique and don't suck, proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat seats, private team ca- consultations, the most unique fantasy leagues in the world, and of course, access to the greatest community in the world, not just fantasy, but in the entire world, the Broto community on Discord. If you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the app, please consider your contributions go a long way. We are jumping into the Lions. Um, and my nomadic lifestyle continues. I'm in my mom's house today. Um, because my baby is uh, sleeping while we're recording and I live in New York, so my apartment walls are thin. Tim's and I don't want to wake baby. up my child. And that's why I'm at my mother's house right now. She's not here, she's in New Jersey, so um, you know, like like when I used to throw parties here. I used to Ragers, throw parties dude. in this exact in this exact spot, and then I used to like the beer. I used to be like, Yeah, we'll clean it. And then I cleaned I cleaned it up. And then I would come home, and my mom would come home, and she'd be like, "Why is the entire yeah, floor man. sticky?"
1: To me, to me and Johnny's version of cleaning is like a four-year-old's version of cleaning. Like, my my mom will still like if we're like going like to her place or something, she'll be like, "Please leave it clean." And we're like, "Don't worry, it's me and Jason going." And she's like, "Oh, okay." Oh, like that—that oh, that actually. I'm happens. glad.
0: I'm glad you said that because my mom. <laughs> I, I just I just saw her on in Jersey on. On Thursday, and she went like this. She said, "Oh yeah, Michael and Jason told me they were gonna clean," and I was like, "Did they?" And she goes, "Yeah, their version of clean. We I clean. had to come and do everything." That was her exact words. That was her we, exact words. We right? I don't know what she's talking yeah, about. Yeah, you cleaned. You clean like a four-year-old. All right. Anyway, offensive outlook. Dan Campbell, year two of biting knees and taking names. Yeah. Um, team played hard for him last season. Uh, new offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Anthony Lynn. Was the offensive coordinator last last year, but he parted ways. It's kind of a mutual agreement. Um, he's now the running backs coach for San Francisco. Good, good cushy spot there. Um, has Ben Johnson, the new offensive coordinator, has been the tight end coach for the Lions over the last two seasons under two different head coaches. So obviously made an impression. Last season, 25th in scoring offense and the fourth highest pass percentage in the league. Not surprising when you consider they gave up the second most points in the league. They're basically running it back. They have no subtractions. They added DJ Chark. They drafted Jameson Williams, rookie wide receiver. He's not going to be ready for the beginning of the year. So, I mean, the Lions, it looks like it's going to be a lot of the same of what we saw last year. And, you know, eh. Uh, Jared Goff, 31st in true throw value, horrible numbers. Anyway, you slice him. He missed out in the top 10 of every single QB category, despite the fact that he started every single game. Um, You know. What is there to say about Jared Goff? Don't have him on your teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff had three QB1 performances last season, five outside the top 24 QBs, 22nd in points per game, 31st in true throw value, 32nd in big plays with just three, 34th in yards per attempt. His 27th rank in ADP right now is correct. (laughs) Like, that's how I feel about Jared Goff.
0: Yeah. Uh, So let's go on to running back. Running back, DeAndre Swift. I think... Here's a guy that I'm not as high on as consensus. I think that there's a lot of – DeAndre Swift's a smaller back, and they're putting a lot of pressure on him to be the lone weapon in an offense. And to be honest, I I know it's – you know, I know he has the potential to be okay. But I think people are drafting him right now. I think his his ADP is RB8 last time I checked, if someone could double-check that for me. That's correct. Yeah, so RB8 last time I checked. I, I think that's his ceiling. You know, like you're talking about a satellite back. Well, I wouldn't call him a satellite back. We're talking about a dual threat back that is not made for the punishment of carrying the ball 25 times. I think he's more – I think he's more suitable when I watch him play to be a Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon type situation. Um, that's kind of what they wanted with Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams is limited, you know, talent-wise. So, you know, I just don't see the opportunity – that the team is going to provide. Although I see DeAndre Swift as a very talented back who has Alvin Kamara like qualities, um, but I think people get a little bit too caught up in the in the in the talent and not on the situation enough. How are you feeling about DeAndre Swift this year, Michael?
1: Yeah, Tim. DeAndre Swift sort of suffers from um, what if syndrome. I right. Call it. It was the same thing as Antonio Gibson last season. It was the same thing as Miles Sanders the year before that. What if this is the year? What if this is the year he becomes Christian McCaffrey? What if this is the year he breaks out and I miss him because I didn't risk drafting him? Do you want to take that risk in the top fifteen players because that's where he's going at this point? Like, like if you want DeAndre Swift, you either have to take him first round or early second round, um, and like that, I, I with you, Tim. That's just too expensive for my taste. Um, look, I like DeAndre Swift the talent, but. But last season he was 10th in points per game target percentage of 13.2, which is fourth among running backs, which like that's what you guys should be hoping for from Aaron Jones this coming season. He was top five in targets, receptions and receiving yards. The upside is there. It's the receiving work. However, nearly 40% of Swift's receiving work came in the fourth quarter, which was lions in comeback mode. Like that's likely to happen again this year because of the Detroit lions. But banking on garbage time, like that's what we did with you Remember the Blake Bortles, Alan Robinson, Alan Hearns team. And then the next year they came crashing down and all, all of them basically sucked. Like they were just buoyed by garbage time volume stats. And that's almost half of DeAndre Swift's receiving work came during that time, which is a little bit concerning to me because like how, you know what? I should have looked this up. I didn't. Like what was his target percentage? Quarters one, two, and three compared to quarters four. I'd like to see that. Um, was it 13.2% equally distributed? I highly doubt it. I feel like DeAndre Swift was likely um, targeted a lot more in the fourth quarter. So the pass catching work was really more like the lion's share of it. Get it? Lion's share. Was, oh, was when, they were, was when they were trailing and not really oh, out of Michael. Whoa, what a great joke. Whoa. It was more out of a necessity than it was a let's get uh like a straight implementation of Swift like in the first or second quarter as a part of their offense. Can you um, tell the
0: Lions one again?
1: Lions share.
0: Uh, I got the stats for you. I was uh in the Did first you? quarter. Yeah. So in the first quarter, nice 13 catches, 14 catches in the second, 11 catches in the third, 24 catches in the fourth. So you were definitely right.
1: It's concerning. Like, I think that's concerning, banking on garbage time work. And how many times last year were people who drafted DeAndre Swift like, oh, damn, he's not really doing anything right now. And then the fourth quarter came and they were like, let's go, DeAndre Swift, baby. Like, that's it's it's hard for me to trust someone like that Um, in his rookie season. He was 14th in target percentage at nine point eight percent. I do think eleven uh, and a half percent ish kind of makes sense. Maybe he stays above thirteen percent target share. That's just a little bit high, I think, for for a running back who's not on the field like seventy plus percent of the time. Um, and they brought in DJ Chark and Jameson Williams, who's going to start playing in the second half of the year. And DeAndre Swift, he graded pretty poorly in PFF rushing grades. Like he was, he was not a good running back by their standards. He only had six rushing yards over. Um, Overexpected on the entire season. He actually had a negative expected points added um, and a lower rush percentage than Jamal Williams. And I don't expect Jamal Williams to disappear. Um, Jamal Williams is there to be an early down grinder type of guy. And why run your young running back into the ground when he's already missed time his first two seasons in the league? Like, I don't expect his role to massively increase. So, look, I'm a like, everything I'm saying might sound like I don't like DeAndre Swift as a player. That's not true. Um, I like DeAndre Swift as a player. I just think he's being drafted as absolute ceiling right now. And if I end up missing on DeAndre Swift, so be it. I just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to draft him where he's going.
0: If DeAndre Swift was going at RB 11 or I mean like RB 14,
1: I'm jumping all over that.
0: Yeah. I mean, RB like you're drafting a ceiling
1: third round. Sure. I feel like DeAndre Swift was even like, I'd be most comfortable in the fourth round, yeah. Um, third round makes sense. He's going like early second at this point, And I just I cannot pull the trigger on that.
0: No, me neither. Um, all right. Let's take a break. It's the Broto tip of the day. Today, we're going to be going over the points tool. Do you want to see how many points a person has had and what kind of spike weeks they've had and where their average lies? Let me not tell you about it. Hey. Let our man right there. Hold on. This is this is an opposite screen here. Let our man, uh, 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 right there. Show us all about it. Go ahead, Cass
2: yeah so it is exactly what it sounds like you pick a player you pick a season and you can see the the points they've scored in that season right so every single week and then you get a line for their points per game so Derek Henry 2021 he had those massive spikes uh a little bit bad at the end but you, we all saw what happened and uh you can see these points per game at 24.2 even with uh, with this these low weeks over in here
1: PPR as a guy who doesn't catch passes
2: the right right Adam jamar Chase look at this insane. With an 18.8 points per game, uh, you can that say, scares me.
0: You see that 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 chart right there? That's the biggest thing that scares me about Jamar Chase. We'll talk about the we 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 already talked about the Bengals, did we? No. no, we will talk about the Bengals. Um, I love Jamar Chase. I love him as a prospect. I think he's great. But this is the thing that scares me about Jamar Chase is how he's so spiky. And you know they so spiky. Yeah. yeah, this is I mean over, look, look 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 over.
1: Spiking it. I mean, look, that's twenty guys. That's twenty where the spikes are going. That's true. Something wrong with ten
2: points in a week? The yeah, guy was right. a rookie last year too. Right, we'll discuss right. Jamar chase at another Yeah, guy yeah, at different time, different <laughs> time. But anyway, so that's Michael's the last teacher. That's Michael's boyfriend,
0: by the way. Just in case you guys are wondering, like him and Jamar Chase are having. Like, I a love Jamar affair. Chase. Yeah.
2: You can check the uh, an entire player's career as well, so not just uh, a single season. Go get the entire career, and and this is it's pretty cool. It's, it makes for good analysis. One
0: of our, one of our special, uh, you know, what, what do I call again? Viral, virability, virability clips. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Mike, whoever's talking to you, tell them that you have, you have Broto now. I'll leave you alone. All right. It's, go. uh,
1: it's my, my girlfriend. She's uh, i I'm typically the, uh, the chef and she's cooking today and she's like, is the pork ready? And she's like, show me a picture of the pork.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat Katie on the cook pork, Michael. So not I
1: pork. told her, put it in the oven a little longer. It's a little pink. <laughs>
0: All right. Um, where
1: were we? Moving on to the wide receivers.
0: Okay. So I think the big question is here, like, even if DJ Chark does become does bounce back a little bit, how much are you expecting from him? And like if you want to draft DJ Chark at ADP, his ADP is ridiculously low right now. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think we need to talk about him much. I think the question is I'm in Ross St. Brown. Um won people championships last year, and you you run the risk of that um like falling in love. You know, and drafting a little too early. I've seen people draft him as soon as the, the fifth round. Um, although his ADP is not there. I've seen it happen with my own two eyes just because that person, Amon Ross St. Brown, saved the day for them last year. Um, how are you guys feeling about Amon Ross St. Brown? Is he someone that can sustain?
2: Uh, I mean, definitely not the same level at which he ended the year. He was averaging like 12 targets. Like if you look at the week 13 on, it was 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. And then just consistently top 10 every single time. That's not going to happen. We like we all know that. Right. But uh, I do think he is still being under drafted. Uh, like you said, there are some people that are drafting way too early. But wide receiver 27 is a little low for what we've seen him do. I recently did a study, which I haven't published yet. So a sneak peek for everyone watching this. On average, wide receivers, uh, rookie wide receivers will increase their target percent year to year, like from year one to year two by 2%. If you filter a little bit, I'll get into the filters later when I actually publish this. It can be three really good wide receivers get to five. So if we think he is very good, which I do think, and he increases his percentage by like three, four points, that's 24%, 25% uh, target share, and that's elite target share for a wide receiver, right? So I don't I don't expect him to be uh, consistently getting 12, 11 targets per game, but I also don't think he's going to finish around wide receiver 27, which is where he's getting drafted right now. I really like Amon Ross St. Brown for this season.
1: Ooh, I'm, He was I'm a good not... prospect too. Like it yeah, didn't yeah, happen. He was. It didn't happen by accident. Like he no, was a not good prospect. He had a great second half of the season, and like we, like Cass always says, the the wide receivers who get targeted a lot earn their targets. And maybe it was a little bit out of necessity last year, and people are a little worried now because of the new additions. But Jamison Williams is going to start on the IR, and DJ Chark like he had that one year, but otherwise has not really been anything really. And I doubt DJ Chark is someone who's going to be the one who. Takes no, targets from Omanra. Like,
2: so uh, uh, let me read you past. the comps. Like uh for those who don't know the comp algorithm takes into account uh the prospect profile, of out of college and then the rookie stats. I'll read you who he compares to. So his comps go as follows. Brandon Ayuk, CD Lamb, Percy Harvin, Lavisca Chennault, and Jarvis Landry, which are not going to blow you away, but there's those are like very very good solid comps for for a guy all guys and- who,
0: all guys who also, though, like, I feel like had spike years, but then down years, and the spike years and then down years. That's what I'm worried about, Amin Ra. Like, I could see it, and I, you know, I love the same Brown family. If you've been listening to me, I talk about the same Brown family all the time. Their father married their mother, who was an Olympic athlete, a German Olympic athlete, just so they could have crazy athletic kids. My wife's a German athlete, by the way. Maybe, the, maybe we get a Petropolis in the, in the draft. Um, but besides that, um, where was I? Oh, change his name from Brown to Saint Brown because it would look better on a jersey. Uh, have been training has been training
1: his kids since they're little kids. Tim, it's like the 15th time I've heard this spiel.
0: I love the Saint Brown family. They're like oh crazy. They're like they don't. It's, I don't know if I love them or hate them, but like either way, like it's it's a unique story. Um, yeah, I just don't know what to do with with Amin ra uh, this year. But he's a solid wide we'll receiver too, in my we'll opinion. Okay, I like it. Um, let's move on to tight ends
2: play. hold on hold on I still I still oh, have stuff to say. Oh,
0: oh I'm sorry, excuse
2: me. Excuse me. Come on, bro. I'm I'm thorough. Like this is the promise of the heat wave. Keep it thoroughly every thorough, single bro. viable player. That's right. Keep it right? thorough. So, That's what we doing Queens. So DJ Chark, yeah, probably number two, who I'm very interested in, is uh an absolute steal at wide receiver 147 ADP. Holy because shit because Jameson Williams is probably gonna start on the IR, so that means he's not eligible to come back until week seven and that is if he's healthy by then because the team said they were going to take it real slow with Williams. And, uh, like, I don't blame him. So uh, Josh Reynolds, who had a 15.3 target share last season, which is respectable. It's it's very, very respectable. None of the wide receivers at Green Bay had that last year, just for comparison. Uh, So he had this 15%, and it's going at wide receiver 147. Just get him with your last pick and, and be happy when he has some usable weeks here and there. He's great, and uh, regarding Jameson Williams, if he does come back healthy, I think he's gonna be a stud. But that's that's uh, for a, for a different day.
0: Agreed. And can I can I just say this? Stop drafting Jameson Williams. It's ridiculous. Stop it. He's not gonna play for at least six weeks. Yeah, Williams. that's that's tough. Mean, if you have
2: action. an IR slot, but you're gonna stash you a
0: rookie for six weeks.
2: It's tough. It's tough, but yeah. his This comps, his comps are, are are insane. I, I like yeah, Jameson Williams
0: the player. That's why I'll be probably yeah. drafting yeah. him a lot next year. Or if you haven't been next in year dynasty, then hell yeah, dynasty is cool. Yeah, there's no but, reason to uh, draft him and redraft. I mean,
2: because rookies take a while, right? To to come into the row, and even Justin Jefferson didn't really play for the first two or three weeks. So if he's out six weeks, then it takes three weeks to adapt. Then he's on the Lions. I mean.
0: And you're talking about the best rookie wide receiver ever, and how long it took him to adapt. Like he'll right, probably right, take him right, more time right. than the best rookie wide. Receiver so yeah,
2: ever. Th- this is probably a wasted year for him. But going forward, he's gonna be he's gonna be sexy. All uh,
0: right, let's go to uh, someone I thought was gonna be sexy last year. T- tight end TJ Hawkinson, one Look, of my best bits of all time, man. Yeah, man, that was a that was. That was things. an all timer. That was an all timer. Michael, just randomly tell the people if they don't know,
1: TJ Hawkinson had his. Best game of the year, weeks one and two. And I told him in week three, are you not a little scared that TJ Hawkinson just wasted his best two games of the year, his first two weeks? And then I did it after week four and then week five and then week six and week seven and week eight. And the end of the season came with TJ Hawkinson having his best two games of the year as weeks one and two. And Tim finally conceded that he was a little scared that TJ Hawkinson had his best two weeks, weeks one and two. It was quite cool. And like week 17.
0: It's quite the call. I was feeling real oh. good about my TJ Hawkinson call um, up until then. TJ Hawkinson, yeah. look, 500 yards when you're the only – look, honestly, he's – he cursed himself for being such a good all-around tight end. Like, he's really good at blocking. It's a running team. um, And he's on the field all the time, but he doesn't get the targets. So I think that's what you're looking for, TJ Hawkinson. He's going to cost you – His name's going to cost you. And I just, I don't see myself with any TJ Hawkinson on my team this year because of that. I just don't see his name. I don't, I don't, his actual value does not meet his name value. So I think that because of that, I'm going to be taking either a a tight end with my topics or I'm going to be waiting and taking a Austin Hooper or someone else uh, like that instead. Irv Smith or an Irv Smith, right? Someone who I think has a little bit more upside. So that's how I'm thinking about TJ Hawkinson. How are you feeling about it, Cass?
2: Uh I mean I'm kind of with you. The the name pulls a little bit too much for what he is. He he's being drafted at tight end 6. He was tight end 7 last year in points per game. He he does have still have an elite target share. I will say that. He has a uh, almost 20% target share, which is pretty good and that, that's why he's being drafted uh where he is. Can he meet maybe, but I think you're drafting at the the ceiling at and the floor at the same time. He's just I don't I don't see more much range for Hawkinson. He is what he is. He's not gonna be he's not gonna be winning you weeks. He's probably gonna lose you some. Not excited about it. Too expensive.
1: You guys know how I feel about Hawkinson generally. I'm um, just gonna add that, like if he falls to like the eighth round, I don't really have an issue drafting him. I, I I have him in a few underdog best ball drafts because he he falls to like the eighth round, and at that point, I'm okay selecting T.J. Hawkinson there. Um. Remember, even though he's going as tight end six doesn't mean he's going too early because tight ends generally suck. And the first five, there's a pretty true, massive gap true. between the first five and then the rest of the uh, the folk there. So I'm not a huge TJ Hawkinson guy by any means. I'm not probably not going to pick him at ADP, but if he slips past ADP by a round, then why not? Okay, uh, anything
0: else you guys want to add here?
1: Nope. Bold predictions. Let's get into
0: the bold predictions.
1: Michael, go ahead. I'll say uh DeAndre Swift is not an RB one.
0: Well, that's ex- my exact bowl prediction as well. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Cheers. Uh, I, I said I actually said Swift is an RB two. But I'm gonna I'll go even further than that and say TJ Hawkinson ends outside the top eight of tight ends.
2: Plausible. Harsh but plausible. plausible. I'm going with the wide receivers to round us out. I say Amon Ra is a, a, a very solid and even high-end wide receiver, too, next year.
0: Michael, I'm putting you on
1: the spot, kid. Go ahead and, and sign us out. Why? Okay. The Brodo FF Tim, Brodo FF Casanova, Brodo FF Mike, at Psych Ward FF, at Brodo FF Jason, at Brodo Fantasy, at FF by Broto. Y'all know what I'm saying? Is that about it? We can move on uh, to the next team. The Bears. duh yeah, the- Bears ended I off. predict the Bears
0: is going to be the shortest episode of the year. We just had the longest episode with the Packers. I predict the Bears will yeah. be
1: a short one. Yeah. Possibly. But yeah, thanks yep. for listening, guys. Hopefully, to see on YouTube. Yeah.